0: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Day Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd and Aaron McIntyre, Blaze TV contributor, Jill Savage will be joining us here momentarily for the dace group of course you know the friday drill by now we will have the days group momentarily we will get to feedback friday a little bit later on let's return to our weekly look at the week that was as we welcome back in blaze tv contributor jill savage let's get to issue three the
2: smoking jab evidence this story out of wasion ohio made the rounds this week it started on august 1st um, his dad took him to the emergency room he was having severe pain in his back and legs i was a bit confused i didn't know really what was happening and he just told me that he was just wasn't feeling good the night
1: before wassion's first team practice junior Caden climber unexpectedly had to be taken to toledo children's hospital his calves were actually swelled up
3: four inches larger in circumference than they are now. So, he was
4: very uncomfortable. I just wanted to go home, honestly. I I didn't really care what they did to me, I just wanted to go home.
1: Full of pain and uncertainty, Climber received word that he had blood clots in his legs. Six feet of blood clots were removed, and because of the blood thinners he now has to take, His football career, over.
2: We also now know that Sam Hartman, the outstanding football quarterback for Wake Forest, who was sidelined last month with an undisclosed medical condition unrelated to football, actually had blood clots. And then there's this. A new study authored by professors and researchers ranging from Harvard to Oxford to Johns Hopkins and the University of Edinburgh has found the COVID jabs are up to 100 times more likely to cause serious injury to a young adult than it is to prevent the disease. Yet again, we could be seeing a sea change on the jabs. Todd, I'll start with you.
1: Are we starting to see the death knell to the death shot?
4: I wish I could be that optimistic, uh, but I don't. I don't think so. And it's because of what you just said about how this works. You you come up to the edge, and you either accept reality and your misreading of things, or you decide to dial things up to 11 uh, and make your pride an even bigger idol than ever before. I just got done talking about the magical power of uh, vaccines. Uh, They're going to, yeah, this might be manipulated in the near term for particular political ends. We're already seeing uh, movements like that, but uh, longer term, Again, when I listen to uh, uh, the radio, when I'm coming and going in, and it's usually some uh, sports talk just to take my mind uh, off of things, but nobody knows this out there. It's amazing. It is still magical to people. They have no sense of the damage that has been done. God knows you're doing everything you can in your power to try to change that, Steve, in the near term as well. But there's all kinds of people who would gladly take it again and again and again.
1: At the very least, though, you have to admit that this has put a considerable dent into what you describe as the magical power of vaccines. There are conversations taking place when you look at the low rate of uh, boosters that people are putting into their young children um, the low the low rate of fourth jab boosters that are happening all over the country anyway the the only 2% of Americans injected this into their toddler aged children and that was well before a lot of these studies that are now you know pointing everything out came out at the very least the credibility here has been dented can I give you another biblical analogy this is what I fear is happening here this is like the seven plagues of on egypt all right so so god brings plagues against egypt and if you know the the history of in the context here of the egyptian pantheon each of these is some form of judgment or i think each of them are some form of judgment against some form of false or demonic or pagan ritualistic worship that was institutionalized within egyptian culture or their heritage things they put all their faith in instead of the one true god And the way that it's depicted in the Cecil B. DeMille film, we get to the end when the angel of death appears. And Moses basically is like pleading with his former, um, uh, you know, I guess we'd call him adopted half-brother, Ramses. Stop. Stop. Right? Mm -hmm. And then he finally relents when he has his own dead son in his arms. But then when the Israelites begin to leave, what does he do? Sends out the chariots. Mm -hmm. Okay? and all he accomplished was getting even more of his own people killed what has happened here is i believe within our america the over the veil has been torn the 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 overton window has been shattered and now in their america there my fear is because and it's and it's my fear because jesus died for them too and such as one you know uh, therefore by the grace of god would I have succumbed and fallen into such of a cult myself, right? My fear is they will just de facto succeed in poisoning themselves and killing themselves. Similar to Pharaoh just can't let it go. So I'll just, you know, mount up my best troops and we'll just perish in the flood with the parting of the Red Sea. Do you see, you get the analogy that I'm making there. And I think within I, our, I think within our side of this culture war, most of our people have figured this out and are never getting another one of these inject obje- injections. I don't have that ever much again. faith
4: in our people. I don't. Okay. I could please be right, Steve, but I don't have that faith. Jill, what say you?
3: Uh, well, when you see cardiologists coming out and saying, "Oh, these twenty-somethings have a lot of these cases of heart arrhythmias going up," uh, it must be caused by herbal supplements.
1: Or, yeah. you're sleep- or you're sleeping wrong yeah, yeah. or climate change yeah. Yeah. but again I mean, our, our I, people aren't going to believe this okay no. I, their people are and that's their people who are, are going our to people? well the people that don't believe it I mean, if, if, if the, the, it works again, both ways. If the jab is, was a proto mark at this time last year, you couldn't engage in commerce because you couldn't have a job. If you didn't get the jab, if, if, if they're doing these things in the military in order to filter things out, right. Mm -hmm. Then the filtering works the other, the sifting works the other way too, right. So if you want to know who your people are, the people that didn't take their didn't take their poisonous jab or won't take them again.
4: And yet they're still rushing this through with trial trials. They're going to find all manner of reasons why this is going to be connected to moving on in real life. Because there aren't no consequences. You mentioned, yeah, conversations are happening. I want jail.
1: I agree with you on that, and I'm doing everything I can yeah, to force that are. conversation. Finish your point, Jill. I apologize.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, why why make Pfizer waste money on trials? Eight mice? Good enough for us. Go, go ahead and jab them. But when I look at it, Steve, it's like football. They keep running the same play over and over and over again. You have to stop them. We have to get our offense on the field. You have to force them to punt, get their offense off the field, because they're telling us, exactly what they are going to do. We're we're gonna, Fauci come out, oh, you're gonna have a yearly booster. We're gonna keep this up. You guys all need to keep doing this. We know by now what they are trying to get us to do. We have to organize ourselves and get, we need to get a victory. We need to get them off of the field and, and stop The play, we know it's coming. We have to have, like you guys, you and Todd are both right to a certain extent, but we have to start getting victories on our side to make sure it never happens again.
1: Aaron, I saw a headline from ABC News this morning talking about fears of original antigenetic sin, which if I tweeted Um, that, where did you see that? ABC News this morning. (laughs) If I I had tweeted that like two months ago, forget last year, if I tweeted that phrase like two months ago, I'd have probably been banned. But you, and now, are ABC you getting, News is running. You're gaining
4: hope from that. See, I'm gaining despair from that I, because I, it's see, so brazen. Yeah. I'm getting
1: hope because I I see on our side of the culture war, a lot of people have awoken to this. Okay, what I fear is that there's still a lot of people on the other side of this culture war who are also made in the image of God that are going to line up to be killed by their own cult, and that's that saddens me and I and I'm angry about that, Aaron.
2: Going back to your football analogy, uh, Jill, uh, unfortunately, it seems like more often than not, our offensive coordinator is Brian Ferentz, a.k.a. the Republican Party. And our offense just succeeds in spite of him, not because of him. I'm going to show
1: myself out. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, 50-50. I'm 50-50 on this. Because there are two things, generally speaking and anecdotal, that causes me optimism. And that is, as you've mentioned, and I've been hearing this as well, just blood clots being thrown into regular parlance in in football podcasts. I mean, this is hard to miss miss right now in the sports world. Uh, The number of just, hey, that's odd. Hey, that's odd. Hey, that's odd. I don't remember that happening. It's hard to miss. So that kind of just working that into the bloodstream, no pun intended, of uh, just regular conversation. Okay, you know, that's not something you would have really... That's not something you would have really heard about uh, probably a year ago. And then the other thing is the uptake on on jabbing young children as well. Still very low, which I hope that's a good sign. But I'm 50-50 because have we not shown ourselves, has this country not shown it capable of just admitting or acknowledging that something is very, very bad and then just not doing a damn thing about it? you mean or humanity in in general that's more fair that's that's probably more fair um that's what gives me pause so i i guess we'll just i'm in the let's just ride this out and play this out but i'm i'm really 50 50 right now i'm not sure what could really be um what could be a, a tipping point uh, as we discussed last week with Shannon, I'm not really sure what could be the tipping point because it has to be, I think, an event that captures everyone's attention.
1: Let's get to the exit question. True or false? Public health will soon replace abortion as one of the most polarizing partisan issues in the country. Like you can pretty much tell how someone votes by their position on this. That, that was abortion most of our lifetimes, right? Is it public health now? Like you can just look at a ma- someone wearing a mask. Or you can just tell, don't you? Don't you just automatically know right now, if they're still wearing a mask, who they, how they voted Mm -hmm. in the last election? Yeah, I'll buy. You think think that's true? Jill?
3: True. Absolutely.
1: Aaron? True. Might I submit that if this is true, if something that is as universally necessary as public health has now become arguably the most polarizing domestic political issue in your culture... Your culture is on an endangered species yes. list right now. Yes. Okay.
2: All right, let's get to predictions. Aaron, you go first. I believe this is a bold prediction, but I believe that there will be some effort from the old guard of the, the Democrats in the Senate to blow up the uh, bill codifying so-called gay marriage into law. I think they see this as an opportunity to fire up their base even more if it did not pass than if it did. mm I hope you're correct. Like I want you to be right about that. I didn't. I didn't say successful, but I think there will be an effort. Todd, uh,
4: between now and the election, uh, the National Guard will have to be called out in multiple American cities to quell unrest. But here's the thing: in the, it, like if it happens in Memphis, in an ostensibly red state, the military will not answer the call in that, and they'll fight back. But in California, the military will actually put down that unrest with a vengeance in a dark blue state. All right. I hope you're not right about that. I hope not. uh, Jill.
3: Based on your $6 trillion destroyed in the US economy in the second quarter, I am going to go out on a limb and say the wheels of the economy will actually fall off this fall, quantitative tightening. We've been taking out $45 billion each month since June. Guys, that goes up to $90 billion in six days.
4: Thanks, Sunshine. Is that bad? She said it. it Guys, all this and brains too If you're she, single
1: guys All this and brains too Who she, knew, who knew Doomsday soothsaying Could come in such an attractive package, man Line it, up It is
3: weirdly enough My favorite topic I have been on this since 2008
1: She's just hell on wheels On a Friday night, guys
4: <laughs> She said it with such a smile on she her She did face, too Like she was just interviewing the make-up's, guy that on, two touchdowns. makeup's on
1: fleek Said it with a perfect smile Yes <laughs> You're all going broke <laughs> <laughs> all right, my prediction kind of next year we will get confirmation that COVID 19's origins are from bioweapons research. We will get confirmation of that next year. Jill, good to see you as always. Have a good weekend, all right?
3: You too. All Everybody right. have a great weekend after keep, that one. Keep the
1: sunny side up there, Jill. Thank okay. you. Feedback Friday is next. enjoy the weekend until then john 317
0: this is steve dace
5: on the blaze radio network thank you mr chairman i i do find it intriguing that uh uh, we heard the chairman refer to uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, that uh, somehow her having 30,000 classified emails at a server at home is really no big deal, uh, even after she bleach-bitted and cleaned up her hard drive and then they had him physically destroy any copies of that. Uh, interesting, because that person is an officer not protected and liable to prosecution under the PRA. And then someone actually just said, made a comparison to the President of the United States with a Democrat staffer. I mean, how asinine is that? That's nuts. The PRA is pretty doggone clear. Who does it apply to? The, the government has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the accused is an officer, employee, contractor, or consultant of the U.S. But the case law is clear that the President of the United States is none of those. And when declassifying information, he does not have to go through any kind of specific procedure. That's the facts. That's the reality that you don't want to acknowledge. But then you move over and let's start talking about this particular uh, case here: leaks after President Trump turned over 15 boxes turned over 15 boxes. Then there was the false leaks that we just heard talking about now about nuclear weapon and nuclear secrets being out. The FBI, more leaks. Drip, drip, drip. On July 6th, hard drives given to the FBI. What happened then? More leaks from the FBI. Trump complied with grand jury subpoena prior to the raid. New portions of this document, the affidavit, show that President Trump gave additional documents to the FBI again before the raid, just like he gave on July 6th hard drive into the FBI all before the raid which is not a quiet operation a raid's not a quiet operation show up with 30 agents guns drawn everybody's investigating everything and guess what the warrant itself the warrant itself violated the fourth amendment because the fourth amendment requires particularity of the location and what you're looking for this basically said anything in this uh, massive massive uh, public accommodation public housing that President Trump lived in which is uh, I don't know how many rooms dozens and dozens of rooms subject to search or basically anything or anything that is a violation of the fourth amendment but one of the great things that we've heard today is hey, this is moot this this affidavit this David has already been released here's this page oh, it's all, wait a second, that's all, all redacted uh, how about this page? Oh, oh, that's redacted how about this page? oh, my, my goodness, that's redacted as well uh, let's keep going oh, oh, goodness, how about this? redacted, 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 redacted oh, it's moot to ask for this redacted, redacted the reality is you don't want the information because the information is going to reveal that the FBI does operate against political opponents, particularly under this administration. You have you have going back. This is just this is new, this is breaking news. I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe 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 you just missed it. This is reasonably breaking breaking news that the FBI paid for Russian disinformation to frame Trump. That's all over the news. That just came out two or three days ago. During his campaign, they weaponized the federal police bureaucracy in order to go after a political opponent. What does that sound like? Does that sound like the United States of America? No, that really doesn't. That's what's happening here. So, when you look at it and you say, oh, come on now, now, uh, we, this, this to say that the FBI or any other institution is, is weaponized, you just don't back the blue. Hey, we back the blue, that's why you're seeing in this, coming forward, more than 14 whistleblowers who say, you know what? Hey, the FBI has been weaponized for political purposes.
3: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The
4: Armstrong and Getty show the emmy award ceremony was held last night our show was nominated and honey clear some space on the mantle because they had snow globes at the airport (laughs) elon musk's college girlfriend is auctioning off personal items from their relationship including photographs a birthday card and upwards of three kids
6: a groan from the
4: crowd That's why we win the snow globes, baby!
0: Uh, so, uh, 80% of us have had all of it, but what exactly is not to nail down in this? And I wish they had. It's an excellent question, Jack. China's ability to holistically obtain our intellectual property. <clears throat> oh, this is a, a person tr- uh, testifying before the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. China's ability to holistically obtain our intellectual property and trade secrets via legal, illegal, and sophisticated hybrid methods is like nothing we've ever witnessed. Our economic global supremacy, stability, and long-term vitality is not only at risk, but squarely in the crosshairs of Xi Jinping and the communist regime Uh, scrolling down Uh, whoops that's right I gotta go farther Oh blah 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 In the late nineties and early two thousands, China began constructing the Great Firewall, a system of technological surveillance and information control, and it pioneered Golden Shield software that enabled the government to inspect data being received or sent within its borders and block destination IP addresses and domain names. In two thousand four, the Communist Party issued new guidelines on internet censorship that called for Chinese universities to recruit internet commentators who could guide online discussions in politically acceptable directions. So it's a very multi-layered thing china also launched a new era of economic espionage chinese hackers penetrated the servers of american companies and stole intellectual property valued by some estimates at between 200 billion and 600 billion per year per year between 2008 and 2013 a most famously h- a half a trillion
6: ahead. dollars a year every four year, like years
0: yeah. <clears throat> yeah. wow yeah. how does this fly under the radar Speaking of flying under radars, it's funny you should say that. Uh, most famously, they breached the servers of a Lockheed Martin subcontractor and made off with plans for Lockheed's $400 billion F-35, the most advanced and expensive aircraft ever produced. China's J-31 stealth fighter jet, introduced a few years later, bears a striking resemblance to the F-35. You know,
6: I hate to say this, but a country that allows that to happen by their enemy deserves to get their ass kicked. I hate to say that because I don't want us to get our ass kicked, but if you're going to allow half a trillion dollars worth of uh, important info to get stolen, including the most advanced weapons you have, mm-hmm. just expect to lose. Then,
0: well, yeah, if you don't get right, uh, you know, on that in that area That's in the incredible. future, you will be you will be defeated. Yeah, absolutely you got to straighten that out. There's so much more to this. Let me cram in a little more. Xi Jinping rose to presidency in 2013, took digital control of Chinese society to a new level. He poured millions of dollars into technological upgrades to monitor and censor content, passing new laws, etc. Under Xi, China also demonstrated how these new technologies could be harnessed to create a new kind of Orwellian surveillance state, empowering authorities to amass a staggering amount of data on its own citizens, and increasingly those in other nations, and experimenting with different ways to... To use them to exert social control. For instance, China's Smart Cities Initiative includes a comprehensive monitoring system called Skynet that uses pattern recognition technologies to identify and track individuals using facial recognition, gait analysis, and other unique personal characteristics. Uh, Then they're used to evaluate compliance with state policies. Uh, she made China's 2025 economic development plan and identified the control of data as a key to the nation's ambition. Whoever controls big data technologies will control the resources for development and have the upper hand, he told the Chinese Academy of Sciences. And somebody else who testified before the Senate said, data is the oil of the 21st century. Who controls the data will control the century.
6: God dang it. Well, that's troubling. Um, so I'll just sprinkle in a
0: couple more things because this is a very long article. And actually, and, and we'll have a, a link for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, Chinese hackers expanding their, expanding their efforts, um, theft of valuable industrial and defense technology. Uh, People's Liberation Army breached the servers of the Marriott hotel chain and stole the passport, credit card information, and other personal details of roughly 500 million guests. They hacked into Anthem Healthcare Holy in the U.S. Holy cow. Anthem Healthcare made off with the personal information, health information of 78 million Americans. They hacked into the U.S. Office of Personnel Management, stole files on nearly 2 million former or retired federal employees, and more than 2
6: million current ones. I remember that one.
0: Yeah, and uh, okay, there's Equifax 148 million U.S. citizens, uh, names, birth dates, social security numbers. Um the list goes on and on and on and again how they're going to exploit this stuff is still forming in the communist mind but they are accelerating their artificial intelligence uh, technologies to to continue to steal ever more effectively um it's it's this is crazy
6: yeah so a number of enemies over the years have turned out to be way more incompetent than we thought they were. Like, the Soviet Union was way less of a threat than we thought it was. They had all the bombs, but they just weren't quite as sharp as we, we thought. Their economy wasn't as good, mm-hmm. military wasn't good. You know, Ukraine seen the same sort of thing. But at some point, an enemy is going to live up through their reputation. Yeah, um, And mm-hmm. I just... China, do they have the ability to, if they decided to move on Taiwan, say, we're going to move on Taiwan, we're also going to shut down cell phones in the United States, we're going to you know, have all the banks frozen, and just—I mean—all these things that they've been working on for years.
0: The answer is not no. I don't know to what extent it's true, but they could do a lot.
6: I can start. You know, we've we've told we've talked a lot about how they're involved in cell phone towers all around the world and in the United States, and then this thing recently where they're buying all this agricultural land near various uh, government installations in the country and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows what they're up to there? It's frightening. You know, they
0: also mentioned that uh, Chinese authorities can prevent foreign companies from transferring what they call core state data overseas, even to their own corporate headquarters. So uh, in response, uh, both Tesla and Apple recently agreed to build new data centers in China to house information they collect there, and, and they can't transfer it back home. They'll just keep it there, and the Chinese communists, obviously, are, are working to get uh, access to it. You know, there are a number of other aspects to this. Again, if you're super interested in it, read it. We'll have it up for you in a few minutes at armstrongandgetty.com. But uh, I wish I comprehended this stuff better than I do, because I do believe it is the great unrecognized front in the war between china and the west for supremacy this century because they are going to find ways to do to if you'll pardon the uh schoolyard talk they're going to find ways to dick with us we can't even imagine
6: oh boy that's that's troubling well if you think a carrot's healthier than a donut you've got another thing coming you'll hear that later this hour among other things on the armstrong and getty show The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's been a stunning advance. Ukraine's rout of Russian invaders has recaptured 6,000 square kilometers, Ukraine's president says. This land was held by Russia just a few days ago. Now it's providing a rich harvest to Ukraine's army of abandoned Russian equipment. The Russian Z symbol painted over, the guns ready to kill Russians the recapture of izium a strategic prize accelerated by precision strikes from new artillery donated by western allies 3200 square miles is the latest number the ukrainians are telling the world that they've taken back from the russians uh shocking everyone um so hope it continues anyway that's an interesting story
1: Bottom line, this is real. Break, break. We ought to recognize that there are still big Russian troop concentrations in the south, in between Russia and Crimea. Um, It's going to be a long slog to get all of the russians out but yes this is an important moment and a good week or two and i bet it will continue for the ukrainians
6: admiral stravitas who used to run nato saying i'll bet it will continue for the ukrainians you know he's guessing obviously but because nobody predicted what happened over the weekend but uh, i'm glad that's what he thinks is going to happen
0: well yeah although he made it clear he implied that the ground that the ukrainians retook was lower hanging fruit then, you know, where they really have the troops concentrated. But who knows? You know, like you said, what happened last week was unforeseen. So difficult to predict. Um, but the uh, the evacuation of the Russian forces from the areas that were retaken by the Ukrainians is just striking. There's a great, uh, great... uh, Actually, I come across a couple of different accounts uh, in The Atlantic, and here's one from The New York Times. The signs of desperation were everywhere. Abandoned military vehicles, cans of food, dishes left on tables, mail scattered on office floors, clothes left hanging on lines. That's how the Russian army left the town of Balaklaya in northeastern Ukraine in a sign of a frantic, chaotic withdrawal as the Ukrainian army closed in. Uh, They mentioned uh, one resident overheard Russian soldiers yelling at their commanders on a radio in an armored personnel carrier parked in the courtyard of his apartment block. You left us behind. You got out.
6: I feel like this is so surprising and so uh, overwhelmingly a rout over the weekend that there's some piece of this missing that we're going to find out about eventually. Something happened. Like we... We, we, uh, we in the Ukrainians, NATO, whoever, like, tricked Russia into thinking they got some intel about the attack being in a different place or just something happened.
0: Yeah, well, I understand there was a feint to the south that might have gotten their attention. Yeah, my theory is, and this explains part of it, is. Uh, Putin and the military brass in Russia, they're aware that they have a paper tiger force, that they have some effective troops, but not a lot. And so these towns in the east were being held by ragtag groups of untrained, young, drunk, stupid privates, as we were talking about uh, yesterday, and they appeared to be a Russian force, but they weren't much because they needed the, the serious forces elsewhere. And so they left, you know, just token forces behind to try to guard these towns, and they just got overrun like
6: crazy. And they they left their clothes hanging on the line and their tanks behind? I mean, you were... that's, uh, That's something. As the Russian
0: defenses around the town collapsed, residents said soldiers ran for whatever transport they could, leaving behind ammunition and weapons, along with personal items in apartments where they had quartered. Trucks drove through the city, honking. They climbed on and left. They didn't have a fighting spirit; they were afraid," said one retiree. Uh, Other towns in the south uh, shed a harsh light on the apparent morale and communications breakdowns within Russian uh, occupying forces that could have broad implications for the course of the war. Should should units elsewhere be afflicted with similar problems? That's what I was driving at. I think, you know, in the higher value regions, they they may be, you know, more disciplined, but. Witnesses describe the Russian troops as increasingly ill-disciplined, unpredictable, anxious, and in some cases, simply scared.
6: And President Zelensky saying over the weekend, the Russian military showed us who they are. They showed us their backs as they ran away. That's all. Wow. Wow, that's (laughs) some good taunting. (laughs) It really is. Yeah,
0: let's see. Still, a visit by journalists to the recaptured areas organized by Ukrainian police turned up signs of what military analysts have said are worsening shortages of qualified troops in Russia's military, which has re- increasingly relied on a motley array of soldiers. In a newly recaptured village of Verbivka, made of a few isolated streets, etc., um, they described Russian soldiers beating a hasty retreat. A hundred or so soldiers had occupied the village. Um, from Luhansk, one of those uh, declared uh, Russia backed separatist groups, uh, put on occupation duty in what had been a rear area for the Russians. The troops were ill equipped, lacking even their own vehicles. They had been dropped off by buses. One soldier told one schoolteacher, I'm only here to make a few dollars. The occupiers made little effort to sway residents with the ideology of expanding Russia's borders. Oh, they drove away in cars, commandeered from locals, uh, et cetera. Just utterly undisciplined and zero will to fight. None of them had any interest in sticking around and shooting guns at anybody. Right. Which, again, for an American citizen or really, you know, a citizen of any developed country of the West, the idea of the armed forces behaving like that is just it's almost laughable. It's so crazy, but that's at least a chunk of Russia's military,
6: right? And you wonder how that affects the. I mean, if it's as you describe, more disciplined, more prepared Russian troops down south. I wonder how it affects them psychologically, seeing uh, the the soldiers run away and their leaders run away and abandon them. I mean that that, that I would think that have to have some impact on your. Your will to fight?
0: Yeah. Well, and some of the stories of looting, I guess the Russians were looting more than ever, totally out of control in this one town, robbing townspeople at gunpoint of electronic equipment, cars, computers, even dresses to take home to their girlfriends and wives.
6: That's incredible.
0: Yeah. And the
6: history of the Russian military, by the way.
0: Yeah, part of the culture. Crazy.
6: It is. God, I wonder how this is going to turn out. Jonah Goldberg in the L.A. Times today has a piece about. Um, I'm not surprised because everything has been unexpected, and he and he talks about uh, it was unexpected that Putin actually went in. It's unexpected that Zelensky stayed. It was unexpected that the Ukrainians drove him out originally. There were so many things that were unexpected through this whole thing. So, one final note:
0: upstairs, laundry was drying on a clothesline and looped over chairs, including a pair of gray striped boxer shorts. Look, said Oleg, a Ukrainian policeman who referred to the Russian soldiers by the derisive term commonly used in Ukraine. Look, there are the underwear of the orcs. <laughs> wow, they call them orcs. Wow, what a great
6: modern blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is so awful.
0: It is, and there are awful days to come.
6: Yeah, and, 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 if, and if Ukraine won today, it has been such a tragedy. Oh, yeah. The murders and the rapes and the, and, the, and, the, and the life's savings destroyed and everything, and then all the Russian soldiers that didn't have any interest in being there either, who right. died, they've lost 50,000 men by some accounts? I mean, that's astonishing. Dopey kids, the victim of a totalitarian government. Yeah. In the year 2022, that sort of thing can still happen. Uh-huh. All right. We got to make sure we have plenty of time for this because it's so good. And I got something to add to it. Somebody just sent me a text, uh, a nutrition true or false question their middle schooler had in school. They screen oh, captured that fits in with this video that's going around the LA schools about nutrition, which, if you haven't heard this, it's fantastic. And we'll do that next. <laughs>
3: show while the stock market plummeted james taylor played a song about death on the white house south lawn you can sing this song when i'm gone
6: so he also played (laughs) fire and rain i've seen fire and i've seen rain and uh tim sandford tweeted out you'd think even at some point James Taylor himself would say, what the hell? As he was on the White House lawn singing fire and rain for the Inflation Reduction Act ceremony. Not what, a joke. What What is going on here? I'm surprised. So a you- suicide song and a death song, maudlin soft rock during an inflation reduction party as inflation skyrockets. Hard to imagine who drew that up. Weird, man. Um, so another thing I got on Tim Sandefur's Twitter thread is I just saw him tweet because I follow him on a regular basis. I just saw him tweet. Oh, my God. And I thought, well, this has got to be something good. And it is. It is the new food neutrality video coming out of L.A. schools and being shared around all the uh, It's the biggest school, second biggest school district in the world in, the, in, the, in America. Food neutrality. What the hell does that mean? Well, let's listen to this first.
5: I got us donuts! Those are so bad for you! Oh no, are they moldy? I mean, are they poisoned? Are you allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. Diet
1: culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food, and it shows up everywhere.
5: For instance, harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising, or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables
1: remember that you do not need to earn food
4: we are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating
5: instead of focusing on good and bad choices try to approach food with
2: neutrality in mind the only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens poisons and contaminants or Food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says.
6: Where is this coming from? The idea of food neutrality so you don't judge a donut any differently than a carrot. What? What? I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around this argument. To fight, what was it, systems of supremacy? I can no longer tell what's parroting what isn't, replied one tweeter. Yeah, I agree. Sip, systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food. I'll say it again. Systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food, where there are some good foods and some bad foods, and we're advocating food neutrality, where no food is good or bad. It's only bad if it's poisoned. Or expired, other than that, all foods are as good or bad as any other. Wha- Excuse me, I have a question. Um, are
0: we just setting aside all nutritional science here? Uh, okay, sorry.
6: Okay, Why is even a better question. Why? To fight the systems of supremacy. What the hell is happening here? Uh, Tim's response was this logic really would conclude that the difference between life and suicide is merely a subjective preference and that a preference for the former is a kind of wrongful discrimination. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just the idea that I shouldn't consider eating a McDonald's worse than eating healthy food. With all due respect to Tim's
0: metaphor, let me try one. If this is true of things you swallow down your gullet, surely it's true of things you breathe into your lungs. Systems of supremacy have, what was it caused to have false, I can't even remember. Have it's created
6: a, false hierarchies of food.
0: Well, right, right. Systems of supremacy have created false hierarchies of breathing. Breathing in clean air is not better than dirty air or air infected with the hantavirus of rodent droppings or cigarette smoke, or pot smoke, or huffing paint from a sack, or huffing gasoline from that same sack. I mean, that's that's a false hierarchy of breathing.
6: So that's L.A. school districts with their food neutrality video, and we got this text from somebody whose kid goes to middle school in Brentwood, California. And they screenshotted an actual true or false question on a test from their health book, health class it's a true or false question. I don't know what the answer is supposed to be. Nutritionism is just like racism. <gasps> wow. You got to give people a <laughs> I know. That's why I stopped there. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> nutritionism, which is an interesting word. Nutrici- nutritionism is just like racism because you are stating one nutrient or race of people is better than another. And making one nutrient or race of people appear better oh. than others you have to make other nutrients or races appear bad. Okay,
0: I get it now.
6: Okay, good. I get don't, it. I don't.
0: Okay, this is at the very, very bedrock of, of critical theory, or just theory, as they call it. You have to eliminate all hierarchies. You have to eliminate all uh, dualities, any divisions. There's no such thing as male and female. You have to browbeat people into even cl- being able to claim that there is. I know that sounds totally Looney Tunes, right? But that's part of it. Also, there can be no hierarchies. There can be nothing that is better than anything else because that g- builds systems of oppression. So the idea that e- eating, you know, a balanced meal, including plenty of kale, is equal to a hot dog, is equal to a donut, is equal to eating dog crap. That's what they're trying to convince you to swallow, no pun intended, because at that point they've broken down any resistance to their theory.
6: And it's made its way into whether or not a donut is bad for you
0: at the second biggest school district in America. Yes. And they're teaching it to kids. This is not some bizarro program that one administrator is trying to get going. This is what they're
6: showing to the kids. The person that sent me this text said I would homeschool if I could. Yeah, cuz you know it's 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 very easy to stay. You should homeschool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um but and private uh, god schools dang it. are expensive. And private schools are expensive. And uh, but god dang it. It's tough to send your kid to a school who has a true or false question like this. Nutritionism nutritionism is just like racism. Oh, my God. And uh, is anybody teaching math or how to read or a little science or anything like that? Maybe computer programming. This has gone so much further than I even suspected. I know. I and, know. And, you
0: know, we're all worried about them teaching critical race theory, making everybody hate each other based on their race, and and the queer theory where little boys or the the a little boy should be a little girl, and we should have uh, drag queens at first grade classes. I mean, all that sick stuff. Or you know, your confused adolescent girl ought to get mutilated by a surgeon for life. That stuff's bad enough. This stuff is just freaking
6: nuts. It's so crazy. Check your clock, it's time to stop Jack and Joe, they've got to go And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow Here's your host Hmm. for final thoughts, Joe Getty
0: That was a little hard-rocking compared to James Taylor, but I enjoyed it Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day Our technical director will lead us off, Michelangelo, in his cage, pressing the buttons Michael, final thought
2: Yeah, Biden... He told Zelensky he needed to leave and run away. Putin, he thought that Russia uh, Russia would take Ukraine in days. Both world leaders completely wrong. That is the Ukraine-Russia war. There you
6: go. See you tomorrow. God bless America. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty Hear me plainly I will not sugarcoat
0: this This
1: is all all in the world Phenomenal (laughs) They
0: must have just come across a crop of morons this year or something
1: And if that didn't happen Resist, we much The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now And that brought it down
3: Oh no, are they moldy?
1: I think that's a part of it What in the hell heck are we talking about? I don't know,
4: I don't know, I don't know (laughs) Thank you all very much Armstrong and Getty